leaving wet tracks along the counter. He wasn't hungry. He'd had toast and a couple of eggs at the priest's residence earlier, but he took a chunk of fry bread to be polite. It tasted crusty and warm. Have you seen Harvey Castle this morning? he asked. No. You supposed to meet that tribal chairman? The old woman's voice rose with expectancy as she cast out a line for some gossip. Supposed to, he said. He must have forgot. Father John laughed, nearly choking on the fry bread. <laughs> Not likely, Grandmother. The Arapahoes and the Irish are alike, you know. We never forget anything. It's a blessing. Yeah, yeah, she said, flapping one hand as if to wave off a pesky mosquito. Suddenly the loudspeaker began whistling back on itself, and the announcer's voice boomed over the crowd. Good morning, folks and welcome to the Ethery powwow. He was seated at the judge's table inside the arbor. We got the best dancers on the Great Plains gonna dance for us this weekend. The voice rose over the whistling sounds. This weekend, we're gonna get in touch with the harmony and peace that us Arapahoes know is important for a good life. That's what the powwow's all about. Dancers say they're ready now so we're going to start the grand entry. The drums started beating, and the loud thuds rolled through the air like thunder. Then the singers began chanting in high-pitched voices as the dancers flowed into the arbor, turning it into a sea of colors. The women were in dresses, blues and reds and purples and golds. Some wore buckskin dresses with long-fringed sleeves and skirts, the men wore silk shirts and shorts topped with breastplates of polished bones and aprons covered with shimmering glass beads. All the dancers had on beaded moccasins and ankle cuffs of white angora. Some had wheels of red and orange feathers twirling on their arms and backs. Long yellow feathers like stalks of prairie grass sprouted from the headdresses and bent in the wind. Father John considered going back to his lawn chair to enjoy the dances. He was feeling a little guilty at leaving his new assistant alone for so long. Father Brad Jansen was easy to spot in the front row of spectators. His was the only blonde head among the cowboy hats and baseball caps, and nobody else had on black clericals. But something held Father John in place. It wasn't like the tribal chairman to schedule a meeting and not show up. Harvey'd been worried. There'd been something in his voice, unspoken but unmistakably there, Father John was starting to feel uneasy. Then it hit him. Harvey could be in his teepee. Maybe he didn't feel well this morning and was taking his time getting ready for the powwow. Or maybe some tribal business had come up that demanded his attention. Thanks for the refills, Grandmother, Father John said. Setting the half-empty cup on the counter, he started for the campground which abutted the western edge of the powwow grounds. In the distance, the brown humps of the Wind River Mountains rode against the sky like a herd of giant buffalo. Most of the Arapahoes would stay here over the weekend. The campground was filled with pickups and aluminum trailers parked next to white canvas teepees, with lodgepoles jetting upright like bundles of kindling wood set on end. The teepees all looked alike, the flaps facing the east, so that the first thing Arapahoes saw each day would be the rising sun— he was pretty sure Harvey had pitched his teepee where he usually did, next to the access road. You're going the wrong way, Father. Dancing's over that way. 
Leon Wolf had just stepped out of a trailer and was adjusting a baseball cap on his head, grinning. A row of white teeth flashed in his brown face. Thanks a lot, Leon, Father John hollered back. The simple good-natured exchange made everything seem normal and in place, but the uneasy feeling still gnawed at him. The minute he spotted Harvey's teepee, he knew something was wrong. The flaps on the other teepees were closed, tied securely in place, but the flap on Harvey's hung loose, jumping sideways in the wind. Father John started running, the thud of the drums reverberating in his chest. He reached the teepee, threw the flap back against the canvas, and ducked inside. In the slim shaft of daylight, he saw the army green sleeping bag on the dirt floor. Someone was in it. Harvey, he called. You okay? Then Father John saw the black stain on the bag. He dropped down on one knee, wincing as the hard ground bit through his sleeve.